Alright, welcome to this episode of Clinically Press. We're here now officially in Kansas City. I'm here with TJ Hackler, uh, who was really my first introduction into working with chiropractors, and thankfully left a good impression uh, with all the active release technique things that he got me started in. And so, TJ, if you just want to give a little background on yourself, um, and maybe we can fill in the story of how we got met, uh, we can go from there. Well, I started out as a college at KU and went to, um, was on the track team. First, I went to Fort Scott, played football for two years. Went to KU, played track, did track for three years. Then went to chiropractic school, got ART certified, uh, then went back to KU. It's KU chiropractor, that's where I met you. Yeah. Um, for eight years. A cheese chiropractor, been here for nine years, been teaching for seven or eight years, teaching active release technique. So. I was gonna, how high did you end up jumping? Seven one. Seven one. Oh, I was I was gonna give you seven two, but I couldn't remember no, for sure. No, so that. okay, yeah, I, just, I want to double check on that. Mm. Still got it. No. You ever tried? <laughs> I got part of it. I'm not breaking. I feel like yeah, you yeah. and Kyle would really get along because Kyle has a thing where he, all of a sudden he just likes to jump up on whatever he can. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like that was something you would do too when we would hang out. <laughs> like you would just yeah. sit there and oh, I said, I'm gonna jump. Yeah, I'm just gonna jump on top of it because I can. Or let me start jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. If I can remember, and I don't remember the whole story, but how you got interested in ART was with one of your teammates, wasn't it? When you were on the no, track team? No, or, I, uh, or you I took one my, when you were an undergrad? I hurt myself in college or high school football my senior year and couldn't hardly walk to have back spasms and uh, ended up going to an ART chiropractor, Marty Corsi, who I work with now in this office. Mm. That was just random luck that you... Yeah, my mom okay. referred there through my mom. So gotcha. Went there, he treated me a couple times, got me fixed up, played again, and then he treated me through chiropractic, or through uh, college sports. Um, it's because the athletic trainers were garbage before yeah, we got there, Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, okay. Until you got there. Yeah, right, right. So, right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, all right, cool, yeah. cool. So, uh, but no, so when I was actually a senior in high school, I talked to him and said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, but I just don't know if I'm smart enough. So, oh, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So, ends up, got through college, went to chiropractic school, got fully certified in ART. And at that time, when I was a senior, he was like, yeah, you come and work with me, take over my job with the Chiefs, da, da, da. And, you know, I'm an 18-year-old kid, right? So, okay, whatever. Well, I got through chiropractic school, and toward the end, he, we kept in touch. He's like, so you still want to come and work with me? I said, well, heck yeah, man. So, yeah. came here. Before I was done with chiropractic school, I went to uh, River Falls, Wisconsin, did my first training camp with the team, and while River I was still in chiropractic school, yeah, yeah. and did that, so I did all the off-season workouts for four or five years, training camps, mini camps, all that stuff, and then five years ago, this was my sixth year, he was done with them, and I've been the sole chiropractor for them since. So I got into it because of my own injuries, and I was treated through injuries through college and everything, all college okay. sports, so that was it, man. So, well, yeah. figuring if it could fix me, it could be fixed. <laughs> For sure. <clears throat> so. How do the guys receive it from KC? I know we talked about this a little bit when I was... From the Chiefs? Yeah, just like, the old guys are all in because they understand it, and the yeah, young ones mean, don't quite get it, or, but you, you're the only one that goes yeah, in there? Yeah, I'm the only one. And it's still, because I remember when you were treating all the Kansas athletes, it was always ART stuff before you would yeah. ever go to an adjustment. Is that how and I do that with most everybody there, too, unless they say I just want to adjust okay. them, I just adjust them, but... 
Yeah, I mean, we, luckily when I got in there with um, the, the athletic trainer who was there then, mm-hmm. um, he was all about ART. I mean, all about it. He knew all about it. He was all for it. So that was great. He would send us everybody. And then when the, the coaching changed and new general manager and everything changed, the whole athletic training staff changed. So we got a new head guy in who's great, Rick Burkhalter. He's the uh, actually the president of the Athletic Trainers Association for the NFL. Oh, wow. And so, and, you know, he hadn't had the previous stop. He didn't have an ART chiropractor. They had a chiropractor but didn't do ART. And so, you know, me doing it was different, a little bit different, but, I mean, as far as I know, they, they really think it's a good asset and a good uh, complement to what they do, and they do a great job with rehab and treatment and everything. I mean, it's an incredible staff. So, um, honestly, everybody is kind of works together well, and, yeah, it's taken well. Players love it. How often do you go there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How often do you go there in the season? Just once a week on a Thursday, usually, for a few yeah. hours, and then I'm at every game. I was going to say, based on the picture, yeah, you were over yeah. in yeah, that's Denver Mike, for that's, that one. That's Mike Leahy. He yep. invented active release technique. So he's the Broncos chiropractor. So. Wow. Nice. Pause for hands. That guy's <laughs> hands are gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. He can, and they're like MRIs. Help, yeah, yeah he can palpate things that you didn't even think that was possible. It's I mean, insane. it's one thing to work with bodies all the time and get better with doing that. He had to actually develop techniques, so everything he did was feeling around and figuring out what he's working on, what he's touching. He has to know inside anatomy inside and out. The guy is pretty impressive. So. Wow. That was the one that is impressive. And the people I talked to is one of those, like, you think you know your anatomy, and then you go to one, you're like, yeah, you've yeah, got to go home and yeah. study a little bit it's more. It's overwhelming, yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah. So how are the issues different? on the players for the Chiefs compared to collegiate athletes, things like that that you come across? I wouldn't say it's necessarily different. I mean, doing track, you have different people. Let's just say event groups, they normally have regular type issues. Sprinters are hips and hamstrings usually. Throwers are rotational back, shoulder stuff, you know. Distance runners, IT band syndrome, foot problems, hips, you know. (laughs) And so football, it's it's a lot of the same stuff just because there's – there's sprinters that are the, the defensive backs, wide receivers. So it's ankles, hips, you know, that sort of thing. you got the linemen who are like the throwers. He was all banging in the head, so it's head and neck and, you know, some other stuff that's not, you know, just kind of random shoulders, a lot of that too because they're banging and punching. So a lot of it's somewhat similar to the event groups or the position groups for the football team. Of course, football has a little more trauma-based injuries, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it's all, and you got to work a little harder to get them treated and move around. So, oh, I bet. Yeah. With some of those guys, so just big. Oh, yeah. Tough so, well, I'll tell you what, though. Out of every football player I've ever treated, the biggest person I've ever treated was a thrower on the Canadian <laughs> track team, Mason Finley, 6'9 and 3 quarters, 420 pounds. Oh. The dude literally fills up a doorway. <laughs> I mean, he's a monster. When we had. Uh, because he, he was the one that introduced me to the Astrolite tables. Oh, sure. Yeah, and so, yeah. like, he we were riding somewhere, them. and he, oh, like, sat down, and he's like, them. just sit slow. And it was, <laughs> yeah. like, a real slow progression. That's a good advertisement for those tables. Yeah, yeah no, and it, they withheld. They well, do what they need I mean, you couldn't do. see the table under it. It was like, you hovering? <laughs> yeah. How are you? But, but it could yeah, be helping. Just, he just had to make sure he goes slower. Yeah, exactly. But that guy was a monster. Wow. Now he's a professional. Professional throw. Yeah, he's having a good year discus. I saw the new strength coach at KU um, was the throws coach at Oklahoma State when I was there and was okay. tagged him in a couple of things saying he's looking like he was coming along really well. Dude, if he loses some weight, he's about to start, start hitting, hitting big. Back, yeah. yeah. Is he going 
the Olympics or anything? Is he um, he's a he contender might. to be yeah. up there. It's just one of those, if he hits a day, he'll be there. Right. Wow. Yeah. First day he walked into the athletic training room when I was there, he comes walking and I was like, oh, the football athletic training room's on the other side of campus. Because he had a football shirt on. I was, no, I'm on the track team. I was kind of like, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. What are you, 10K? Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Theater major. Yeah. Go oh, figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a different guy. He's, he's a great guy. Yeah, awesome. Very interesting. So what do you uh, spend with uh, the football team when you're there? Like the same amount of time that you'll book in normal patients, or do you go shorter or no. longer? It's shorter. Um, when I'm up there at the stadium, I'm there for two, three hours. And it depends. They go in and out of meetings or coming from practice or whatever else. I'll spend usually between five to ten minutes. But like, for instance, for a game, if a game's at noon and we get there at get to the stadium at 8.45, 9 o'clock. And so I have basically two and a half hours for treatments. And I'll treat 20 to 25 guys. So, I mean, it's just, what do you need? Hamstring, hips, okay, we work through that, adjust them, they go. Someone comes up, let me just get adjusted. So it's not, and here I spend 20 minutes with every patient. I do the antagonists, muscles, the, you know, the, the flexor muscles, the ones that are the problem areas and everything else, the whole posterior chain if it need be. You know, if it's side, if it's nerve stuff, I do the whole nerve tract up and down, everything, check everything. Um, but in that situation, it's more of a, you know, this right. is my issue, this is where I have tightness, you know, it's more Damage of a spot. Control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get them ready to go and keep them loose during the game. You know? They just book a spot for you there, or they just come in as, as needed? No, I just, they put up signs throughout the training room, the hallways and everything, chiropractors here from whatever time, whatever time, and got a sheet, they come write their number on, and wait for when I'm ready. Gotcha. Awesome. Nice. Do you stuff in-game and halftime and a little bit too? Yeah, or? I mean, it depends. Some games I stand, Sometimes. I stand, I stand on the sidelines, so whatever's needed. Um, Had a couple they of years good. to stand on the sidelines. Yeah. 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 It's been a lot of fun lately. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I'll do nothing. Other times I'll have four or five treatments for the game. Uh -huh. so, yeah. hmm. It just depends. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. That'd be exciting. You still venturing into other treatments? I know light therapy was a thing for a little oh, we while. We still have it. We don't do a ton with it. Okay. I mean, to be honest, I've found that people that come in here come in here for the ART and the adjustments, and if they want to do that, that's an adjunct, but it's not really something that people come in all the time for. Gotcha. Um, that's mostly probably because we don't push it a ton. We get people better fast the way we do it, and kind of stick with that. I found a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot of different stuff chiropractors do. You know. Acupuncture, you know, uh, dry needling. There's all sorts of different techniques, and I just decided I want to be an expert at ART and adjusting. And if people need the other stuff, I know who to refer people to. So, so I mean, like rehab stuff. Yeah, I'll send out referrals. Yeah, or? well, and I'll send people. I have rehab stuff I give people. Right. Okay. Um, just, but it's basic stuff. You know, shoulder right, rotator right. cuff stuff, simple stuff, hips and low back, and do squats and similar things. Tell them things to stay away from. If it gets beyond that, I tell them, you know, physical therapy may be something you, you know, good for you, that sort of thing. So I have sure. a few basic little things. I have some package I send home with people to do. But other than that, not a whole lot. Big deal. Yeah. Still work with all the massage therapists upstairs? Yeah. Still? Yeah. yeah. Same ones, or is that yeah. turned over a little bit? Krista's getting ready to go uh, to a, in a hospital setting where she was before she came here. Okay. Um, but other than that, yeah, Nikki's still up there. And, We've got a Pilates studio up there as well. Oh, I saw that when we were walking in. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
it's nice to have all yeah. in one building. Yeah, yeah, it's good okay. for referral and you know, keeping right. patients better. Yeah, cool. So, do you see a lot of athletes that come here physically too, or is that oh, yeah. a lot of more just general population? And yeah, I mean, NFL athletes, not as much. Usually, I treat them up there. If they need some earlier in the week, they'll come here. Um, but I mean, I had, uh, you know, some different people, you know, whether it's triathletes, Ironman athletes, uh, high school athletes, collegiate athletes that are getting ready for combine or treat, you know, competing wherever. I'm not, honestly, the majority of my patients are between 15 and 55. I mean, I've treated six year olds, I've treated 99 year olds. So it's everybody, but the majority is that time, that age gap and, and probably 75% of them are active people that are either in sports or, you know, are consistent runners, cyclists, weightlifters, crossfitters, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the treatment active release just kind of lends to that. Oh yeah. And it also lends to, which is a good thing, also lends to people coming in that are interested in themselves getting better. You know, they don't expect me to do everything. They yeah. have, they're willing to do what I tell them to do outside of it, and that's and nice. which is a big <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah. Great problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> How was it teaching the ART courses? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you study stuff, you do it, you treat patients, and you feel like you get to know it, and you feel like you, you do well with it. And, but then when you start treating or teaching people, you have to know, for one, you have to be able to answer whatever random question comes up. <laughs> uh, but then for two, you have to start thinking about how other people are going to learn it. And so you start thinking about how you do it. And you start critiquing people on whether it's touch or tension or, or body control or having a good contact so you don't ever lose your attention to the treatment. And so you start thinking more about it, and so it makes me better, for one. For two, I feel I like helping other people get better and be able to treat and help people. But then also just the ART community and the company and the people that we deal with. I mean, it's great, you know. It's a fun thing, and it helps also break that monotony of, of being in, the, in my... Uh, Tree room here, 24 7, 365 days a year. Well, I don't work at all. Pretty hands on courses, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You yeah. sit down, you like watch the video. 95% hands on. Yeah, yeah. watch the video. Okay, go practice. Then everybody goes and does it, and you come back and you watch the next video. And then you go practice yeah. again. And that's watch the video, the instructors demonstrate it, then you practice on them, you practice on each other, and then you go to the next one. That's the whole weekend. Yeah. So how many weekends do you typically teach, like, throughout the year? Um, not too much, just because of, well, I used to do, you know, track and football and teach. This year, my first year, not doing track anymore. So, but I'll usually teach four seminars a year, something like that. Um, and then, you know, football is however many weekends. So, and then my kids are getting older, so I want to be home with them. So, yeah. but yeah, usually about four seminars a year, something like that. Always interesting teaching it to students because you got some of like the five three girl with the little hand that you gotta try and figure out how to get her. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I mean, I've got long arms and decent sized hands. Same, so you get yeah. someone that's five foot that has little like remember that commercial, the Big Mac commercial, or no, the the Whopper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, my hands are too small, and the guy holds it for him. Carney's. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so. It's different ways of teaching people. That What's the weirdest question you've ever got at an ART seminar? <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the weirdest. Uh, that's good for like PG. Yeah, 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 that's the problem. Um, <laughs> no, people just come, they, they get way too technical, you know? Like, 
like they go into, you're treating <coughs> perennial cherries and they go into some, what about the fashion that's found in 10% of cadavers that's deep to everything you're treating? What about that? Like, well, you press harder. Don't worry about it. I mean, <laughs> Play the yeah. yeah. Imagine the other 90% is who you're treating. Yeah. It's just right. not there. <laughs> so, so don't think about it. People just get too technical, and I'm a dumb it down type of person. You know? For sure. You know, that's, that's how I learn and how I think. So. I had a student the other year, it was like, was it an interest in anus or a Terry's minor strain? I go, who cares? Is what do you mean? I was like, how are you going to treat it any differently? He just kept looking at me. I was like, exactly. You're going to do the exact same thing. You don't yeah. need to differentiate yeah, my usually, on some of the rehab type stuff. Like, they're yeah. both external rotators. Let's just work on the whole bit. Yeah. And scan through them, whatever you find with the treat. Right. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, most likely. The fact that you were able to isolate them down as a junior in college, I kind of doubt it. Well, even but, if it was only one, the other one's compensating. So for sure. that one's going to have overuse trauma, or the other one's going to have a strain trauma. So you got to treat it both of them anyway. Right. So how many treatments do you think it typically takes to make more long-standing improvements with these kind of issues? I mean, I, I tell everybody three to six treatments is the average. I mean, I get some people better in one or two, some people six to ten. Now, that's the, the generalized <clears throat> six to ten is about what I see normally. If it's like a bad plantar fasciitis or, you know, Dequera veins or, you know, something like that, more of a tendonitis overuse, something that people can't get away from using, you know, it may take a little longer, six to ten treatments, something like that. Um, but normally it's three to six treatments, yeah. If I get through two to three treatments and there's no change at all, unless they're doing something that they've told me that I know, well, that's why you're not getting better, you're still running 12 miles a day, right? But if it's, you know, they've done what I've told them to, we've treated what is, should be the problem and there's no change, then I know maybe it's something else, look at pathology, look at, you know, some other problem, maybe go in and get a picture taken, do something to figure out if there's something else going on. Cause right. That's the good thing with ART and, and this technique is if you treat it and there's no change, there's something else going on, you know, so that's another good part about it. And that's also patients like hearing that, you know, if we get through three treatments and there's no change at all, we're going to look at something else rather than, you know, coming in 30 times and like, well, okay, I guess maybe we should do something different. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not as familiar with it as these guys are, but what are some of the issues that need ART to treat them? Is it mostly tendonitis type things? Or I mean, pretty much different? everything. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, anything from head to toe that has a muscle, ligament, nerve, or tendon. <clears throat> so, I mean, Maybe someone comes in with someone comes in with migraines. A lot of migraines come from uh, upper occipital tension and tightness. There's different nerves up there. Uh, the third occipital, lesser occipital, greater auricular, there's different nerves that wrap around the suboccipital muscles. And when they tighten up, they irritate the nerve and cause the headaches going into the behind the eye temple. So that's some shoulder strains, uh, partial tears. If it's not a full thickness tear, we can get it working better, rehab it, and get that better. Uh, carpal tunnel, like I said earlier, Dequera veins, medial lateral epicondylitis, so tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, patellar tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, sciatica, hip issues, back. I'm mean, literally anything that has any of that stuff, and muscle or nerve stuff works incredibly well too getting it better from what i've found 75 uh, 60 to 70 percent that's off you know guessing 
percent of nerve stuff that I find is usually a peripheral problem. So it's not necessarily disc bulge or spurring from arthritis. It's more, you know, adhesion of the nerve to the, you know, if it's, if it's coming down the arm. Um, if someone wakes up a lot at night, their whole hand is numb. Or they're going throughout the day, they're, they're driving, their whole hand gets numb. So it's not a specific radial, medial, or ulnar nerve distribution. It's everything. It's coming from neurovascular sleeve up to the pec minor or the scalene to the brachial plexus up here. So, and it's usually sticking to it. You know, it's not gliding freely. Nerves don't stretch. They have to glide. So by treating that, getting it freed up, it takes care of it. So it's, it's pretty much anything that's not a, a break, a major tear, you know, stuff like that. And even if it is some of that, someone comes in, they say, you know, doctor's telling me I need to have a knee replacement but I don't want to do that for as long as I can. I can usually treat knee replacements and get people 60 to 70% better from pain because a lot of it's soft tissue. The joint, you can't do anything with the joint really. But if you treat it and loosen up the tension on the muscles so there's not as much compression through the joint and the muscles and soft tissue aren't inflamed, you can help them a lot. So a lot of stuff to make a <laughs> short answer long. Yeah. The meniscus relocation. That's incredible. Yeah. I know, I remember Dr. Leahy saying that they, it was like years that the Broncos didn't have a meniscus tear. And that's, that's one of the, I don't know, have you, have you treated, treated people and got good results with it? Or I haven't done sure? a ton with it, and thankfully we haven't had a lot of meniscal type stuff. Yeah. Just now back working with football, we've been very fortunate in that regard. I want to say, and I don't pretend to know that I did it right, but we had a wrestler my first time, my first job right after KU. I was having some kind of random knee pain like that, and so I was working through doing all that stuff, and I feel like I got it to relocate, and all of a sudden he felt great the next couple of days, and went on and lost in the championship, but still, he was able to wrestle through it, but it was just kind of like, I don't know if I did it, because yeah. I don't do it as often or enough yeah. to really feel like I could say, yep, I got it, but... That was one that I've not mentioned to other people, and they just kind of look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, that's yeah, that's one know. of the, that's one of the tougher treatments to learn, but one of the best and most effective treatments you can do. I mean, and it's it's not it's it's more about meniscus glide. So when you flex the knee, the meniscus needs to be able to glide anteriorly. Mm -hmm. When you extend the knee, it needs to be able to glide slightly posteriorly. If it doesn't and it gets stuck, that's where the meniscus pinches and tears, or it gets an irritation or inflamed or whatever happens. So you check different range of motion, flexion, extension of the knee, internal external rotation, and various values of the knee. And all and you're you feeling for is if it's kind of pressing into your fingers. You're feeling it, if, well, if you go into flexion, you push into the meniscus, you're feeling if the meniscus gives slightly, it has a little bit of a cushion uh -huh. to it. If it's real rigid, pushing against your thumb, it's not gliding freely. And then you check the different range of motion and you combine. Normal way people turn meniscus is flexing with rotation yeah, at the same yeah. time and it pinches and tears or causes a problem. So if you can get it freed up and moving, I mean, I have patients that come in, one one came in, she has had meniscus surgery, hadn't been able to run, still hadn't gotten better, can't do a squat, can't do a lunge, nothing. Within two treatments, she's literally 95% better. She can go in a full squat, she can run six, seven miles. And she's floored by it, but it's just one of those things that it's pretty regular, consistent, you know, repeatable Right. thing you can do with it. That's an incredible one, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was one I was just kind of like, man, you could really do some stuff just with your fingers. Oh, well, yeah. You're palpating through. Yeah. We were up in Omaha earlier. Uh, Corey Campbell was a 
another chiropractor actually went to Cleveland. He's probably a couple years ahead of you. Uh, but he was big on Motion Palpation Institute. Mm -hmm. Just talking about that and just how important being able to palpate and get good at that and know what you're feeling for and how important that is. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about motion palpation, but I would assume no, but it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, just <laughs> the same general concept. Yeah. You've got your hands on somebody yeah, exactly. so you can actually feel what's happening. You use movement in your field to diagnose and mm -hmm. figure out what the problem is. I'm sure there's some overlapping things because it's all moving through mm -hmm. ranges of motion and feeling what's happening underneath oh, yeah. your yeah. fingers as yeah. you're doing it. So. So that you were saying you're taking a seminar here coming up in Florida, and that was one that you hadn't you haven't had to take one in a while. So what does this one entail? That you know. So this one is this one is complex protocol. So they came up with it a year or two ago, and we've just been so busy that Dr. Course and I we just haven't taken it yet. And they're getting ready to switch to a, a different way of setting up the treatments where there's a spine one, and then spine two has the complex protocol, and it has the active palpation, which is essentially figuring out where exactly the problem is. So if someone has a low back problem, you can lock out the multipedis and then move the erector and you can figure out if it's moving right or if there's a problem in it and which one it is specifically. So that's active palpation to figure out exactly what structure the problem's in. And then complex protocol is uh, basically a lot of problems in the, in the body are adhesion based. So a muscle that are sitting next to each other are supposed to be able to glide freely pass each other in opposite directions. If you don't have your full range of motion, most of the time, most people, once they get past high school, you sit, stand, or that's pretty much, or lay down, that's pretty much it, right? If you're running, you're still in an upward standing position. If you're doing most stuff, it's those two positions. So there's not the full range of motion of muscle fascias that we used to have when we were kids wrestling with buddies or whatever else. So things start gluing themselves together nerves included that are supposed to glide freely between those muscles start getting glued to the muscles that they're sitting next to. So complex protocols essentially locks one muscle out and then you take a tension on that muscle to hold it in that locked position and then you take an opposite tension on the other muscle and move it through range of motion to get that muscle to move while the other one's stuck and you're reinforcing that movement between the two. So it essentially tears those fascias apart and allows things to move freely again. It's incredible. I mean, it's a big step forward with, with this stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. So we're taking that. We've been instructing for however long, and they kind of have told us, "All right, you have to get it done now." So we're going to Orlando. Sure, sure. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When's that? Disney World. Yeah, and our beginning of June. Beginning of June. Yeah. yeah. My brother's gonna move down there, I think, to Orlando. Why? Side note. Yeah. <laughs> Does he live in Montana or something? No, Minneapolis right now, but he, wants to, get the heck out. he wants to get the heck out of Minneapolis, so. Yeah. So who's typically taking the seminars then? Like, I've taken, it's been, like, uh, mainly Kairos. I think there were a few massage therapists. Yeah. A so couple PTs. Yeah, yeah, anybody really that's in the healthcare profession, to be honest with you. Kairos, PTs, um, athletic trainers. trainers, physical therapists. I mean, if MD, I think we had the one, we had an MD or a D, well, DOs or whoever. Oh, nice. Yeah. When I went, it was heavy on the chiropractor. Yeah, it's the majority so, of people are chiropractors. Yeah. I'd say the majority is chiropractors and massage therapists. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I don't think PTs would be. There's a lot of it, PTs. It all also. depends, though. Yeah. Just like we were talking on the way down, some PTs are all soft tissue, like the one that you know, Kate Larson that we know, and, and some are. We're just going to rehab. That's what we're going to do. 
Yeah, well, and some of it too is the institution you're at. If it's a collegiate, what institution, sometimes they're a little slower to change. Yeah, yeah, they got to get people to pay for things because <laughs> they aren't cheap, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. You guys got any other questions? I'd probably hear really good explanations of it, though. It's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Try that. Weren't you CrossFitting at some point? Is that yeah. Weren't you in that? Uh, Temporary. Well, as much as I have time to. My wife is. Yeah. There's just a big competition here in town. It's called Mashugi. It's at the Jewish Community Center. There's 56 teams of four. Two Whoa. guys, two girls. And wow. her team won it. Nice. She's a stud. Yeah, she's strong. She was a 400 runner. 400 runner. Yeah. Yeah. She had four score records. Four yeah. Jeez. I remember one, one of these teams broke it. She was... Kind of happy for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy but not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but she's she's. I have to continue working out so she doesn't get stronger than me. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's good motivation. Yeah, I mean, she she's strong. She squats almost three hundred pounds. Deadlifts wow. three fifty. Yeah, she's strong. I still got her by quite a ways though. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm skinny, but I'm I can still beat her. <laughs> Nobody doubted that. Just, okay, just, yeah, just yeah. so we're on the record that nobody doubted that. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, so for the football team, do you travel to like the away games? Yeah. Well? Yeah. Travel with the team. Yep. What's the coolest stadium we've been to? Uh, Green Bay is pretty awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get up there. Everybody else has toured there, and I have not. That's yeah, just the terrible. Of it. It's pretty awesome. Now, last year we went to London. I was in Wembley Ooh, Stadium. It's pretty cool too. Nice. That's sweet. Yeah. So, but I'd say Green Bay. Green Bay has got the most history. I gotta go up there and actually watch a game too. It's tough during football season, but yeah, it's tough to get up and watch a game. Yeah, yeah. But the loudest stadium and one of the best is always Kansas City. I mean, I've heard that about Chiefs. Well, they literally had the world record. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because they were competing back and forth with. Uh, well, we Seahawks. had it for a long time, and the Seahawks got it. Yeah. Um, and then we crushed it by like. I don't know how many, six or seven decimals. Is that more on the east track. side of Kansas City? We were just in KC yeah, and we east, went down to Power yeah, Light District. Yeah. So we didn't get that far yeah. over. Okay. Yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. For sure. That's quite you ever, uh, what's his name? Mike Mandelowski? He's retired now, but he's around the Chiefs a lot. I don't know, know that I've met him. Yeah, okay. I know the name. Yeah. Yeah, he's a UWL alum. Actually played football right. there. And and played for the Chiefs for a bunch of years, and now runs, yeah, I remember him run, runs a company out of Kansas City, doing selling Adidas stuff, and so he outfits yeah. our team and helps us out. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, weird connection. Yeah, yeah I don't think I've ever met him. I, I mean, I remember watching him when he was playing. Yeah, yeah. linebacker, I think. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. His oh, sister, I believe, is one of our docs out of Gunderson. Oh no, okay. Sweet. She's about this tall. Who's the best athlete you treated? <clears throat> the best athlete? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, some of the guys, you know, when you look at that, obviously Brandon Flowers is an yeah. athlete, but then you look at uh, like Dexter McCluster and DeAnthony Thomas, they're both incredibly quick and the smaller type athlete, but then you got Jeremy Macklin and Jamal Charles. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Charles, you got to get up there. Then Alex Smith is a great athlete, you know, and then you got Derek Johnson, who's a, you know, multi-time pro bowler, Justin Houston, and I mean, there's just tons of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the I thing. I suppose there's many different to, types of players. Well, yeah, I mean, look, look at what we've, 
what, what creates an athlete, right? Is it, is it the ability to run as fast, you, you know, run a 4-2 at, at 160 pounds, or is it somebody like LeBron James at 6-8 and can dunk on anybody and has incredible change of direction? You know what I mean? So sure. as far as athletes concerned, they're all pretty damn good. I'd be so starstruck walking around. Yeah. Six nine. Can I get your autograph? Shot put and discus thrower. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, Jamal good. Charles is up there though. He's a yeah. I've got to imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who, who's in the worst or what position <laughs> on a football team? Like he's always just bound up, re- you know, beat the hell all the time. Um, I mean, the people that usually need the most treatment are defensive backs and wide receivers. Really? But it's, it's the thoroughbred thing, right? If, if you got any tweak your hamstring, you're trying to run 100% yeah, downfield, you, it, it affects you. Okay. So, I mean, that's more of the, it's, it's not necessarily who has the most problems. It's who needs to be the closest to 100% to perform at 100%. Hmm. You know, alignment, if you got a twisted ankle, you tape it up real good, you can still do <laughs> just don't around. Just don't let it move because you don't have to go I mean, they're far. extremely tough, though. They yeah, still have yeah. to do things, but they don't have to. You know, yeah. do as much. They still have to do pulling and run around to get blocks and all that stuff. On 30-yard sprints. Yeah, they like don't that. have to run and, and stop on a dime and turn around right. and catch a passage on them. And that was what stuff. I always struggled with track athletes. Is if they weren't feeling good, it was really hard to try and push them back. Yeah. Just because they didn't want to. Because yeah. that's all they got. Mm-hmm. Their hamstring doesn't Makes feel sense. good. They don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So... Move on to the clinically press questions. Yeah, Did you get on to your holiday weekend? All right. So the first one you already read and you didn't know how to answer already is the something that you might believe that others would not, whether it's in the in the chiropractic profession or just in well, general. I was actually talking about this, and I think you, you may, have, may have mentioned it. I was talking about this with a patient. Aliens. I mean, how can there not be aliens? Right. Seriously, one of my patients, uh, she is at... Um, Oh, what the heck is the name of it? Some incredible school, one of these top-notch, you know, really, really smart people, not somewhere I can never go. <laughs> she goes there, right, and she's in astrophysics. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> she's studying this stuff. She comes back. I didn't realize there's, so within our galaxy, there's, what, thousands, hundreds of thousands of stars? There are, like, billions of galaxies. It's like, how can you think that there's not, and they've already discovered a world that looks just like Earth that has water and all that stuff. Out of all of those planets and galaxies and stars, how could you think that there's not one that's able to sustain life that we have? Because so not that, only are we American, we're exactly. also human. Yeah. yeah. And it's only us. That's right. <laughs> it is only us. So, yes, no I, I believe there's got to be somebody out there that's coming and, you know, doing something. Saying hi one day. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good. Now that we got that, <laughs> there, <laughs> Someone yeah, else agrees with me. I can always reference back. <laughs> that makes sense, though. So what's a influential purchase that you've got for $100 or less? It could be fitness, health, wellness. It could be uh, a, a great ice cream cone, whatever you think it is. I shouldn't have even read these questions. Before. I know, right? We're, 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 it's we have a couple other ones. It's $100 or less. Um, a gym membership. Somewhere that you know someone that's... You know, it was it hundred dollars for life or a hundred dollars per month? How about that? Yeah. I mean, no somewhere somewhere where you you know you're going to get good good technical training, good uh, coaching, not working it too hard. And it doesn't need mean mean you need to go lift a ton of weights. It could be you know getting you a good cardio regimen, a good stretching regimen, whatever else. But health and fitness is a huge part of 
everything. I mean, you may have a few more problems musculoskeletally because you're working your body, but you're not going to be, and you're going to have less of a chance of dropping from heart attacks. Well, then you don't have problems from sitting on the couch. So yeah, exactly. you got to take those. Exactly. For sure. Yes, yeah. Money well spent. Mm -hmm. Top three take-home tips or like a short version of what you would recommend to people? Uh, keep your mobility. And that doesn't mean getting crazy positions, but something like yoga or whatever else, do that, you know, do that. Yeah. Three things. Um, eat healthy so whether that's finding a you know there's starting to be place to pop up to do pre-cooked meals or you know paleo way of eating or, or something that you can find that's that you like and enjoy and it keeps you out of mcdonald's and places like that um and then number three find people that know what they're talking about or are not knowledgeable in whatever field that you want to figure things out at and uh listen to them don't just make your own stuff up. Sounded like watching more of our episodes. Yeah, Tom, that's, what that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Listen to more of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we're going to the experts that yeah. know what they're talking there about. Yeah. We threw an extra one in there. Books. Any book recommendation? <laughs> just, I mean, anything that you... Audiobooks? Sure. Yeah. I don't oh, read. books. Literally, I don't read. Um, <laughs> like, you don't know <laughs> no, how? Or? No, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> no, chiropractic school, I would reference. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Reference books if I had a question, but I would do my notes. Um, so books, um, I've heard Supple Leopard is a very good book. Huh? Yeah, good, um, good at home stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very other, other than that, um, yeah, by audio books. I liked Inca Gold back in the day when I was a oh, kid. There you go. Listen to it. Ah. Yeah. Like the, you know, check that out. The Clive Custler Inc. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Have you ever read it? Yeah, yeah. I did not read it. I listened to the book, but it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. I've tried to get to it. I read a couple book reports. Though. I wrote a couple book I reports. I love Dirk Pitt. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was on audiobooks, but I go with the podcast when I'm driving around. Yeah. Free. Yeah. <laughs> Cheap. And then I, the last one we had is, you know, what would you go back and tell yourself in either your training or your education if you could go back 10... 15 years or so, and where, um, and where were you at when you would go back and tell yourself this information? So it would have to be, I mean, to be honest with you, it would be go the path you're planning on, because, I mean, there was times when I was wondering, because I was, like I said, I don't read, I, I'm not a really <laughs> book smart, see you Marty, book smart kind of guy, sorry, that was... No, you're good, <laughs> you're good. Um, <laughs> not a real book smart kind of guy, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, I never excelled in English. I never, I was okay in math until I got to college. Um, but I never excelled, you know, uh, the standardized testing. Yeah, yeah. That. So I was not sure that I was going to give you a pass and get through chiropractic school. But I decided to, so I just go and tell myself, don't set yourself short, because once you get into what you believe in and really enjoy, you, you can do a lot more than you think, so. Awesome. And, uh, Make sure you meet my wife because she's pretty, pretty good shape. Yeah, <laughs> you got that taken care of. So and there's a few decisions I may have made in college. Oh boy, we'll make sure the iPads are done recording before yeah. any of those can yeah. potentially come out. So yeah, great. Well, anything you want to plug or where people can find you or anything like that before we shut her down? We'll link up K your website. Casey so. Sports Docs, Kansas yeah. City. Yep, yeah. just go to caseysportsdocs.com and. 
Can they find you, like, if you were, do they list, like, if you're going to go teach a seminar for ART somewhere, do they list who's going to be there? I don't know if they list who's okay. going to be teaching. No, but but it's also active release website. You can find providers that do ART. For sure. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate Good it. Good to see you. Yep. You too. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no problem.